Welcome to AV Plus, the podcast from Commercial Integrator. I'm Adam Forziati, Senior Web Editor here at CI. One of the technology vertical markets which changed the most this year had to be education. Whether that's your K-12 or your higher ed institutions, schools in general entered panic mode when they rapidly had to shift from in-person to hybrid to completely remote, then back again, sometimes all in the course of just a few weeks. Now, while we're still hearing from integrators that their school clients are beginning to find some kind of stability uh, in their approach to hybrid learning right now, we're wondering what the rest of 2021 has in store for these clients and the integrators who serve them. Today on AV Plus, we're speaking with Mark Knox at NEC and Brad Thomas at Diversified, all about visual solution trends in education spaces right now. And since there's not much to report in AV News this week, we'll get to that conversation right now. What what are like the current trends in higher education right now from a visual technology standpoint? Uh, yeah, thanks, Adam. Um, there are you know so many opportunities to add or upgrade visual technologies. Uh, I'm seeing additions in classrooms to increase image size, which allows students to spread out. Newly created uh, flex spaces, um, confidence monitors has been another popular addition. Uh, which allows instructors to make eye contact and really be more attached to their audience. Um, Many campuses are adding digital signage for emergency response, wayfinding, and I think that's a huge area that's going to continue to grow uh, for the coming years. Um, And, and, you know, I'm also starting to get more requests for various LED options. Uh, I just had a customer in Tennessee reach out inquiring about a portable LED video wall for viewing basketball replays, so I thought that was kind of a cool application. Um, hey, Mark, what are you seeing around LED video walls and kitted solutions? Yeah, sure. So, so that, I mean, that's, that's an interesting subject you, you bring up because I think traditionally when we think about direct view LED in higher education settings, uh, we kind of defaulted to jumbotrons in the athletic department, right? And, and we're getting to a place now where people are, are, are understanding that you can get a much, much finer pitch the uh, direct view LED display, meaning that you can have, um, you know, your students and your faculty much closer to the screen uh, and really get that vibrant image. So not only are we seeing them for digital signage applications on a large scale, we're seeing them um, in finance departments of business schools to, to do tickers, right, full color tickers. Um, and then, of course, we're seeing them actually in classroom instruction um, environments as well. So direct view LED is a reasonable and absolutely viable uh, display option when it comes to higher education. So at this point, you know, we've, we, we can really put in the, the correct solution for the application and not be, uh, you know, pigeonholed into this or that. So, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll add to that, Mark, the, um, the price has certainly come down. And, you know, for a while when it first came out, everybody was saying, hey, as you know, the panel's going to last as long as they say they're going to last. And I think that there's some pretty good, you know, studies around mm-hmm. uh, how effective and uh, how reliable the technology is. So I think we're going to, I think this is really going to be a growing area for uh, the industry, certainly for us and certainly for Yeah. You know, the, you know, uh, when you think about the price in, in, in general, you know, a hundred percent of direct view LED applications two or three years ago were custom applications, right? Which, ultimately means that you're going to pay a higher price. Now with kitted solutions, like you mentioned before, Brad, you know, we can give you a 110 or 120 inch right. um, display 
that comes with absolutely everything you need to, to, you know, go out of the box and, and have it up and running. And, you know, contrary to popular belief, uh, those are the sizes that people want, right? So totally it just agree. works. It's, it addresses that sweet yeah. spot. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So then my next question for you two would be, you know, what have you heard from integrators in terms of like where the education market is even going this year? I know it's kind of hard to predict after the year we've had, but um, what, what, what are you hearing on the ground, so to speak? Yeah, well, from a manufacturer standpoint, you know, given the relationships that we have directly with a lot of the the institutions, um, from our AV managers, we're hearing a huge emphasis from um, the people that they serve on campus, right? The different department heads and things like that, a huge emphasis on student outcomes. You know, I think one thing that we think about as, as technology people over the past year is, yeah, we scrambled to create virtual learning. We scrambled to create these different solutions, thinking that we were basically just going to pick up where we left off. But, you know, the thing that we that we neglect sometimes, just to be honest, is the fact that, hey, uh, students are not getting the outcomes that they were getting before. Right. And a lot of that has to do with the ability to interact with the professor um, or, or the instructor when the instructor or professor has to change their learning style um, for virtual learning, it ultimately affects how that student, um, you know, uh, interacts with the material. So we've come to a point now where we're trying to close that gap and we're trying to do that with more creative uh, display arrangements. Um, you heard Brad mention confidence monitors, right? The ability to put virtual students and physical students in the same room via monitors behind the physical students uh, so that the facilitator can deliver their message the same exact way that they would do it if the classroom was full of physical students, right? So we're trying to get to a place where we can really blend um, different styles of learning, different styles of instruction, as well as whatever display technology we can use to support uh, that mission. Because again, the mission and the vision of the universities has not changed. It's exactly what it was before the pandemic. And, and you know, they're still striving to meet those customer, um, uh, you know, student outcomes, sorry, student outcomes. Uh, so we're trying to support them in that. So Brad, I mean, you know, you got a slightly different perspective because you, you deal with the, the solution approach, right? The whole, the whole shebang. So curious to, curious to hear what what's coming from your end. Well, and I'll, you know, hopefully get an opportunity to expand on some of that student outcome because I, I agree that's really one of the primary focuses uh, for uh, any institution um, is the student outcome. I totally agree with that. Um, you know, a lot of our discussions, technology discussions right now are around touchless environments. This is a huge mm -hmm. concept. Yeah. Uh, uh, less handheld, less handheld devices, less devices to clean on a daily basis, class to class basis. So, you know, frees up time for the university. But uh, it's interesting. One university said they were handing out individual lapel mics to each instructor. Uh, I found that, you know, an interesting approach uh, to manage the environment. And, um, you know, I think one of the biggest trends that I'm seeing for the future uh, is uh, in education anyway, is creating rooms that auto start and auto stop. Turnkey rooms, which allow instructors to walk in, present. Um, you know, my last podcast, Mark, you remember this? Uh, I had Mark, I had uh, University of Tennessee, I had UC Merced uh, on the call, and Joden Bellafato uh, at UC Merced talked about the instructor's, uh, the instructor's cognitive load. Um, there's really only so much an instructor can focus on, and as they move from class to class, 
uh, the instructor really wants to focus on the lecture material. Uh, ideally, the instructor should walk in, the class should start, the class, the lecture capture should start, uh, the class should stop. All of that could be quickly posted to the LMS. And I think creating this environment will free up the instructor to focus on their lecture and not have to worry about technology. I think that's really a, a, a mm -hmm. cool you know, trend that's happening right now. Yep. That's exactly, I mean, I, I completely agree. You, you talk about um, simple solutions, right? It, it, it ultimately needs to be simple for the instructor. So again, that, that they can reduce the cognitive load and focus on the material to, you know, bring it full circle, improve student outcomes, right? Or at least maintain student outcomes. I think you two started to kind of touch on this a little bit already, but I'm kind of curious to know what, what kind of key, uh, customer pain points that integrators should be focusing on right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll start. <laughs> and I'm going to let Brad take it home for sure. <laughs> um, you know, when it, when it comes to being a manufacturer um, and, and really having a solutions mindset as a company, we try to support Brad at diversified with simple, flexible, and mobile solutions. That, that's really what we try to do. We understand the types of scenarios that he's faced with, and we understand that the gear that we need to be able to spec for him, again, needs to be simple, flexible, and most of the time in this environment, mobile, right? So uh, when you talk about pain points, the biggest one is, is ease of use. You know, we, yeah, we want, we want classrooms that come on by themselves and turn off by themselves. And we want classrooms that if everything gets out of whack, you know, the display is not the last piece of equipment um, to, to get back in line. Right. And then of course that flexibility, because our universities don't know what's, what's coming next. Right. We, we always say you can't predict the future, but you can't anticipate change. They know changes on the horizon, but they don't know exactly how, what that's going to look like. So if we're able to give them, like Brad was talking earlier, a kitted direct view LED um, scenario, for example, that is on a mobile solution where they can roll it into the athletic department in different rooms and look at film in different spaces. Um, to us, that's the best value that we can provide. So I'm going to let Brad again, uh, you know, close the gap on, on kind of bringing everything in uh, under one roof. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. You know, pain points. Um, I, I talk with a lot of universities across the United States and, you know, all of them have different pain points, but there's, you know, there's a couple of big ones. Um, I think for the next you know, year or two, budgets are going to be a big concern. Um, it's interesting when I look at, and I talk with uh, institutions, all states and institutions have been so different through this pandemic. Um, some had rainy day funds and were able to fund technology throughout this uh, situation, um, yet others even in the same university system had, you know, little or no money for upgrades. It was really crazy. And I talked with a few campuses that are pushing a 10 year refresh uh, cycle. Wow. Um, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's way too long to hold on wow. to technology and make the classrooms effective. And quite frankly, they're spending a lot of time and effort uh, on the classrooms that are down instead of focused on really key other things that I think they, they should be. Um, you know, second pain point that, that comes to mind um, is really developing the best hybrid, high flex spaces. Mm -hmm. uh, institutions are making decisions right now on, you know, how many students can be in one classroom, how many students can be on campus at the same time. And I think one of the biggest challenges with hybrid is how do we make the remote participant feel attached to the lecture? Um, I think this is a really important question we need to solve along the way as we 
kind of recommend technology. But um, I'm excited about things like um, there's, there's really cool immersive solutions out there as well. I'm seeing fast growing adoption with, uh, with um, uh, immersive technology that allows instructors to face forward and invert the image and make it legible. Um, when creating a hybrid space, I mean, I really think this is important to offer technology that is engaging to both in-person and remote learners. That's really going to be cool. As we're going to see a lot of participants, uh, you know, not opting to go on campus even when they can. And so how do we accommodate for that learning environment? How do we draw them in? How do we attach them to that culture uh, of that university, uh, even if they're remote? It's a pretty, um, pretty interesting topic to, to cover with some of these uh, institutions. Probably final pain point, and maybe the most important, and Mark touched on this earlier, um, is the adoption of the new technology. And, um, you know, how do we add professional development and training? This might be the most important part of all of this that we're talking about. If we look at when the pandemic started, many institutions were ready to scrap their lecture capture altogether or didn't have an enterprise Zoom license. Uh, most institu institutions were, you know, simply reactive and training was an afterthought. So if you look at, you know, what they're trying to do today um, with regard to instruction, instructional design, um, I just think that the more we can get these groups talking uh, to promote, uh, you know, what types of uh, equipment needs to be in the room for what type of subject matter, um, you know, it's just going to be, it's just going to help things tie in together. I think it's a huge positive that we're now having uh, professional instructional design engage more with IT on these campuses. And, uh, you know, Mark and Adam, I hope that institutions press forward with technologies that can create the best outcome. Um, that's what Mark talked about. I think that's what it's all about. Uh, that's where the focus should be, increasing student outcomes. And I think we have some really good technology tools to help. Definitely hope so too. Uh, so finally, guys, I wanted to also ask you, you know, what are Diversified and NEC focusing on right now uh, in, in your uh, servicing of the, the higher ed market in the near future? Sure, I'll jump in. Uh, you know, there's some really cool things uh, and exciting new things to talk about. Um, Esports is an interesting uh, one that comes to mind. Several institutions are developing a new platform to try to attract more students and certainly you know, the gaming industry is a popular thing for our, uh, our young people that are Absolutely. entering colleges. Um, you know, break fix, proactive room monitoring, that's another good one. I think um, Diversify has the opportunity to assist campuses in being more productive. Uh, certainly an area that we're talking with and opening up discussion on. Um, AV over IP. Uh, for scalability, this is a really big topic. And if you look at institutions like USC, they're a great study uh, this last year for AV over IP. They really, um, they really turned over their entire campus and went AV over IP for the scalability and the in the in the future, the future ability of of what their campus looks like. It's a great story from Joe Way. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think one of the one of my favorites, um, and I would be remiss if I didn't. Uh, if I didn't say this, is I love active learning spaces. I love uh, the promotion of, of concept learning. I think there's some really great videos out there. People can pull those up on Vimeo, look for active learning spaces. But I believe that focusing on, you know, the active learning spaces increases that student output. Uh, again, it's a different type of learning. It's concept learning. 
And uh, these spaces can build a sense of community by the students working together. It moves us away from that one-way linear push. That's what I think is going to change over time uh, and, and, and create that better output is that, is that concept learning environment that we can create. And certainly NEC has been a big partner for us uh, when putting displays uh, you know, into those uh, active learning spaces. You know, I'll just add to to some of those 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 trends that you're talking about. You know, first and foremost, what I'm what I'm seeing is universities focusing on preparing students for corporate America and you know what they commonly call the afterlife. Right? When you look at the solutions that um, NEC and Diversified are able to put together, we're not talking about solutions that are necessarily exclusive to higher education. A lot of the gear that that we're delivering you know, in those, in those, uh, those packages um, is the same stuff that we, that we put into corporate, to be honest. It's the same stuff that we put into different verticals, um, uh, you know, everywhere in the world, right? So uh, preparing students for um, the, the afterlife with really the same technology. Um, the other thing, contrary to popular belief and something that I think, you know, we, we kind of just assumed was standard at this point, but it is really not in higher education is 4K. Uh, 4K um, specifically for projection has taken off in higher education because people are really understanding now that it's not necessarily about um, me having 4K content on the front end. It's how close can I put a student to the screen or how close can I put a student uh, to, to the actual material. When we're in this world of hybrid learning, everybody that is socially distanced, now we have to use every square foot of, those, of each classroom. Right. So now where our first row seats may have been at 15 to 20 feet away, that first row seats is at seven feet now. Right. And in order for that student that's sitting at seven feet and the student that's sitting at 15 or 30 to be able to, to have a legible image, it has to be a higher resolution. So now we're talking 4K on a 220 inch screen where in the past WUXGA was suffice. Right. That leads into the other thing with DirectView LED as DirectView LED pixel pitches get finer as the black levels get even better and better. We're seeing um, large screen opportunities transform from projection into direct view LED. Uh, now, obviously the, those two prices points aren't comparable quite yet, but the universities that are investing in new builds and energy efficient buildings and things like that, they're putting that direct view LED technology just to kind of future proof it a little bit, right? They're investing a little bit more, but you know, that's a, a whole nother ball game when it comes to displays, because now we have something that uh, is made up of a whole bunch of little video tiles, right? That that's, you know, power is different. The video processing is different. And, and again, we're getting into a, uh, a corporate like space in education, which in the past, those two worlds were were pretty separate. Um, you know, room automation from some of our automation partners, as, as Brad was talking about earlier, is critical now. And, you know, some universities, contrary to popular belief, everybody doesn't have the latest in automation gear. Everybody can't walk to the podium and hit two or three buttons and, and have everything automated. We're seeing that, um, that trickle down big time from corporate along with uh, video, uh, you know, over IP, along with that technology, along with HD based T. Again, those things are trickling down and it's becoming commonplace. So I would look to our, our corporate America vertical um, and, and see where they're, where they're headed. And I'm telling you very soon after, you're going to see that in the classroom.
Yep. Same, same environments in enterprise, right? As you look at that, you know, walk in, uh, you know, the, the room is pre-programmed. Your Absolutely. Meeting, your meeting just starts. Yeah. It recognizes your desktop. Yep. Um, you know, same, same thing going on. And I, I am excited because I think there's a ton of room in higher education in this space, um, you know, at, at, for them to, to start chunking away at what their classroom of the future looks like. How do we make it easier? How do we reduce tech calls on campus? Right. How do we, you know, have less maintenance on equipment? Uh, You know, all of these are great discussions and whether they're going to start now or they put it into a roadmap where they're looking at it two, three, four years from now, at least we're getting them into the planning stage. And that's what I'm excited about. Our job is to really show up, listen, ask great questions and, and help them craft the best plan, uh, you know, with the, with the budget that they have. Absolutely. And you real quick, Brad, you mentioned roadmaps, Adam, that's a huge way that, that we work together is making sure that these guys understand what's on the horizon from us. You know, we're, we're supposed to be the innovators in display technology, right? So if it's coming from us, it's cutting edge. You know, um, if we if we adopt the technology and we manufacture the technology, these guys are knowing about it and they're knowing about it, you know, years in advance, which helps them be able to, again, create solutions, custom or out of the box solutions for different pain points for universities. Um, You know, we also look at it from a standpoint of just overall the fact that, yes, you might have a problem and you, you might need this room automated and you might need better resolution and you, you know, you might want direct VLED. We've already figured it out, right? It's, it's, it's not like every time we walk into a room or we have a conversation with an end user that we have to come up with this complex flow chart of how this system is going to work. No, Brad and the guys at Diversified have been working with uh, NEC for decades. We've already figured it out. As Brad said, we figured it out for enterprise. So it's just a matter of time before we adapt it um, so that it's just as easy to use in that higher education setting. Well, the, the, the cool thing about road mapping, Mark uh, and Adam, is that um, it, it really gives feedback to the manufacturer. I mean, you, you, you're the manufacturer. You can take that feedback uh, you know, back through your engineering groups. Very true. And really help everybody plan for the future. That's and right. That's what road mapping does. It, it, it opens up a, that discussion. Um, and, you know, I know that we can go into uh, some really in-depth discussions around, uh, around road mapping, but that feedback is super valuable for uh, both uh, Diversified and for NEC so that we can, we can help the customer plan. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it's a, it's a complete open uh, wish list, but there have been numerous accounts where, you know, we've heard the same theme across different end users and uh, integrators, Brad, from people like like Diversify to say, hey, we need right. this feature on the next panel, or we need this feature on the next projector, or you know what, you know, we're not going to use that, so take take that away, or you know, don't don't charge us for that, and we've done it, right? Because again, you know, our most valuable source of feedback comes from the people that use our products, clearly. Right. So at, at this point in the game, yes, road mapping um, and understanding the voice of our customers uh, really is critical to both of our success. 